What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome back, everyone, to the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Built on Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter network. I'm your host, Peter DiBiase. He is Lance Nelson, a.k.a. Mafia Montage, and this is the Buffalo Blitz on the Built on Buffalo network, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, wherever you get us. Make sure you like, make sure you comment, as always. And you guys know we have an absolute jam-packed show for you today. We have Probably one topic here. It's it's going to be one topic or bust, and that topic is Buffalo Bills wide receiver Stefan Diggs not showing up to mandatory minicamp, sort of. But before we get into that, Lance, t- how you doing tonight, my man? And tell everyone about our sponsor. Yeah, uh, I'm doing well. How you doing, Bills Mafia? Uh, we have a sponsor here, Underdog Fantasy, the best daily fantasy in all of sports daily fantasy apps. Use promo code BLITZ at sign up to get your deposit matched up to $100. Best Ball Mania 4 is live now. You can draft best ball uh, teams, and you will be in the winnings, in the runnings, excuse me, to win $3 million for first place, $15 million total prizes. So get in now, Best Ball Mania 4. Use promo code BLITZ when you sign up, and you will get a deposit match up to well, it's, I don't think we should waste any time, right? Like, this is a, a topic where the show kind of writes itself. We already see people in the comment section, Facebook, on YouTube, drop your comments. Let us know what you think. You guys know what we're talking about. We're talking about Stefan Diggs, and the show kind of writes itself. Makes it easier on our part, even though we don't want to be talking about this type of situation. We had a Twitter space this afternoon. Dave and I hopped on Bill Buffalo Twitter. Space Lance joined it at the end, and we gave our thoughts, and people gave our thoughts. What's up, Sauce God? How we doing, my man? Sauce God, Thursday nights with Lance on the sit-down, 7 or 8 p.m. I always forget. Lance, 8 or 7 p.m.? 7. 7. So check him out. Stefan Diggs just put out a post on Instagram about nine minutes ago. I'd just be letting people cap. If them lies, help you sleep better. Tell them big dog. I have no idea what that means. So I have no idea what that means. I have no idea what that means. Uh, but it's provocative. It gets the people going. That's gets for the sure. People going. <laughs> so Chris coming in, Diva, all that stuff. Like there's, there's so many places we can start. I want to kind of try to map out a timeline for you guys as best possible as I can. Uh, it's a complicated situation. It's not an easy situation. This is not a situation that we, I guess, we stumble upon every Tuesday in the summer. This morning, Stefan Diggs, or yesterday, technically, Stefan Diggs was in the building. 
He went through his pre-minicamp medical and his physical. Then he was in the building this morning, but then left before practice. Sean McDermott took the podium, talked about some other things, but he also but his big statement was he was concerned. Stefan Diggs was not at minicamp and he was concerned. So then we speculate. We go through the day. We're waiting for people, we're waiting for the practice to get out, and we speculate. And then we get a Schefter tweet talking about how he spoke with Diggs' agent. And his agent said, we'll be there for the entirety of the minicamp. So then people got very confused. Why would Sean McDermott say something that he's concerned if Diggs will be there for the minicamp? Then Josh Allen hit the podium post-practice. He talked about, I wrote some of my notes from the podium, working on non-football things. He still loves him. He has his back. We will get him back. It's not a personality thing between Allen and Diggs. He talked to him today. He recently went to his charity event. He's not sweating it. He want, Diggs wants to be here, and they both want to win. Allen also added, I need to be better, and he said it's no distraction. Then Von Miller took to the podium. He re- first said he was on Stefan Diggs' side. And then most people right away, in my opinion, thought, oh, my God. There's two sides, and you don't want two sides in a situation like this in the organization. But then Von Miller kind of kind of came back to that because someone else asked him, and he all basically said he was supportive of Stefan Diggs and he was supporting him, which he should as his teammate. He Miller was also not worried about it. Will work itself out. He wants to be here. We both want to win a Super Bowl. I wouldn't be here if Diggs wasn't here or Allen wasn't here. There's no Diggs without Allen, and there's no Allen without Diggs. He's not concerned, and he also said it really isn't that serious and also added that minicamp is not that serious. But then there was reports a little later talking about how there was meetings inside the building between Bean, between McDermott, between Ken Dorsey, and between Adam Henry. And then it started circulating, is there a disconnect with the play calling? Is there a disconnect with Ken Dorsey? With new wide receiver Adam Henry, wide receiver coach Adam Henry, who we all kind of forget, replaced Chad Hall, who we all know was loved inside that Bills wide receiver room. We all do know that Stefan Diggs' target shares dropped the second half of the year. So there could be disconnect with his amount of receptions. It could be disconnect with Ken Dorsey. I don't th- him and Allen, according to Allen, seem on really on, on fine terms. They're gonna work. There's no Bad blood or anything. They seem on fine terms. Miller's not worried about it. Diggs is not worried. Uh, Allen's not worried about it. But McDermott was worried about it. But then the agent wasn't worried about it because he said he'll be there for minicamp. Yeah, I think. Uh, that so what? What's from, going on? <laughs> I think the comment from Sean McDermott may have been taken out of, uh, you know, context. Like he's worried because he's not there. So like, of course. I, um, I also think. Worried. McDermott was also seeing it as because he's the head coach, right? He wants everyone to be there. I think he was more concerned that he was. I think he was more concerned that Diggs was there in the building on 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 Monday. He was in the building Tuesday morning, and then left. Right, you're in the building Monday. You do your pre medical mini camp, which is a good sign. But then you go on Tuesday morning. You're in the building. He's in the building, 
And then he leaves the building and doesn't practice. I think that's what McDermott was concerned. Why is he leaving? That type of thing. But it sounds like from his agent, he will be there for the entirety of minicamp. He's like, he's going to be here. Rappaport said it had something to do with coaching, I believed. More on the offensive side of the ball with, obviously, offensive side of the ball. But with Dorsey and Henry, there could be a potential disconnect. What do you think about this? Because I've seen this comment a lot, Lance. What do you think about this? Yeah. So my thought on this is, I hate, I'm not trying to cop out. I'm really not. But like my thought is, Stefan Diggs has some personal stuff going on. Um, and I don't, I think that's the end of it. I think that's like, he's got something he needs to work out and they're trying to all work it out within the organization. Um, Alan says it's communication and it is what it is. You know, there's Mm -hmm. reports about things with his brother going on that he might need to take care of. Like nobody knows the situation with Diggs' personal life and how he handles his family and how he, uh, has to be there for different folks in his life. So if it's just, I mean, you would think that he would have gotten an excused absence if that was the case, if it was like a personal thing for that. But, but again, like I think tomorrow and, and I know we want to know, and I think this, you know, the show is going to be great talking about it, but for the sake of it, you know, I think for the, for my mental health, I, I initially was like, man, what the heck? I told y'all he might not be here, but then I kind of thought about it. I'm like, well, you know, there's got to be a reason and we're going to find it out. We just don't know right now. Yeah. I think that hopefully, you know, everyone's saying he's going to be there tomorrow. Maybe we'll we'll be able to find out and get some media cool. availability from him tomorrow. But I think that this has got some truth to it. If it was no big deal and there was just nothing going on, then just say it was an excused absence and say don't gener- like McDermott, like you said, coming out saying that he was concerned. It was a- obviously sends the the fans in, and I think that was a mistake or a, a, he. I think McDermott kind of misspoke, and I think it gets taken out of context with his concern. Like he's just like you said, generally concerned that one player isn't there. Well, I think he's also concerned that Diggs was there Monday, was there this morning, and then left. That's concerning. That is technically concerning. If I was a head football coach, I would be like, why is my player here on Sunday? And why is my player um, on Monday? Comes back Tuesday morning and then leaves. The problem with with this, the Bills are very good publicly and PR-wise. They're a great PR team when it comes to them. When it comes to the media, it stinks because you want to get everything you can out of them. They keep everything close to the vest. So that's what kind of concerned me about McDermott, right? Like, I feel like if they knew he was showing up tomorrow, McDermott would be like, he's coming tomorrow. You know what I mean? But I don't know if they know he's coming tomorrow. I do believe this thing will get resolved. Whatever this exactly is, and will we ever find out? Who knows? Or frankly, I don't care. I really don't care what it is if he comes back. and Look, I'm talking about if it's a football-related thing. I'm not talking about a family crisis. That's what I would – I care about that. I'm not going there, but I'm talking about, I know Alan said it's not football related. It's more like in the building related. That's still, in my opinion, football related. If it has to do with the team and he comes back in a day or two, I don't need to know. I'll, I would like to, but I, I'm, I'm going to be okay because he will be back. It's one of those things that you're trying to balance a couple things. You're also trying to be careful what you say. You don't want anything to come back and bite you. So that's what like Danny says. A bit of, of overreaction for, from some people. Danny, who runs our Facebook, does a great job for our Facebook 
page. Just we just hit 100k on Facebook, but he said a bit of over uh, an overreaction from some people, including myself at first. I think people shouldn't take shots at Diggs unless they know everything first, right? Like this is a type of thing where we got to be careful here. Don't I, I? I would. I'm not the person to come at some guy's character unless they know the whole thing. If he doesn't show up in a month, in two weeks, then we can take a shot at his character because there's clearly something wrong. But Von Miller saying we're fine. He's coming back. I'm not worried. It's not that serious. Josh Allen says he loves him. He's going to be back. I'm not sweating it. He wants to win. He wants to be here. I need to be better. No distraction. There's a distraction, but there's a distraction in the media, which is okay. I don't like. We can be distracted as long as the team's not distracted. So it's one of those things where you're just like, you kind of got to be careful. We see it. We're gonna, and they got another practice, and they got another media availability tomorrow. So we're going to see what happens. And it kind of takes back seat to the actual practice today where I heard Dalton Kincaid looked incredible. Von Miller says this Dalton Kincaid, is, Kincaid kid is insane. So I guess that's a positive from today. Shakira yeah. had a touchdown. Uh, I know Knox went down with an injury, but he he was okay at, at that and probably nothing serious. But Lance, like, I don't even know what to ask you here because it's just one of those things when you and I just go back and forth and just give our opinion, which is it's one of those shows where we just talk for an hour and it goes by in two seconds. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I think uh, it's it's funny. Um, You know, Jason's here. Yeah, we we just read, Jason, what, what he said on Twitter and not really sure, you know, again – who he's I have talking no about. idea what that means, but it's just a matter of, you know, this is exactly what we just said. Who's big dog. That's who it is. Who's big dog. I, don't know. I think he's just talking the gen and like, you know, if he says you, it's a general you. I think that it's like, well, Hey, you know, you guys don't know Stefan Diggs personally and none of I us wish. do. And like, yeah, exactly. So like, so this is the thing where like, if it was family stuff, you would think like he's got a family incident he's got to deal with. Let's um, give him an excused absence, but that's not what happened. So no. that kind of takes the family thing out of it. But the thing that um, comes to mind is just like, maybe he needed to cool off. Maybe they were having conversations and he got heated and he's like, you know what? I got to take some, I got to take the day off. I got to clear my head before I say something that I can't take back and do irreparable harm. You know, there's a lot of situations out there that could happen. And again, I'm not going to really speak on the man's business because I don't know. And I'll just straight up say, I don't know. But what I think is that, you know, there, there is just generally some things that went down throughout this regime and, and he just didn't appreciate it. He thought, and let's, let's be honest, like he wants the Josh Allen treatment as as wide receiver one and you know maybe it was alan's job let's say to kind of get him in on those conversations because look Diggs looks back he sees von miller he sees josh allen getting all this time with bean and coach and all this stuff you know maybe he didn't but uh he wasn't necessarily around as much as those guys either he hasn't been necessarily putting in the the time at the facility that Allen and Von Miller have. So there is a little bit of, you know, back and forth there, but I, I just think like, you know, obviously he is a top three wide receiver in, um, in the NFL. Like he, there's no doubt about it. He's the top three guy and, and he wants to be treated 
like a top tier NFL player. He wants to be involved in all these things that are happening. And look, maybe he, um, maybe it's, you know, I, I saw Dan, Danny post in here about that they were looking to get D hop. Maybe that it's not getting D hop that he's pissed about, you know, it could be something like that. He wants this team to be able to win and yeah, he knows, and he knows that last year we had a similar group of guys and having that other top, even if it's just a name, having a top tier guy on the other side of him would prevent like D hop would prevent defenses from shutting him down. Like they did. I, I also, I actually disagree with you on that. Not allowed to. Okay. The DeAndre Hopkins thing, because he said in his, when he, remember when he went on that during the Super Bowl, he went on that like the media row kind of thing, a couple podcasts, that type of thing. He said they had the pieces to win. He said that's what hurt the most. He had the pieces. I'm not saying he doesn't want DeAndre Hopkins. I just don't think that is the situation why he's not here. And look, once again, I could be totally wrong. Lance could be right. Lance could be wrong. I could be right. It's one of those type of things we don't know. I've come to the conclusion at or at almost at 8.18 on Tuesday night that it has to do with Ken Dorsey and Adam Henry. Not Sean McDermott, not Josh Allen, not Von Miller, not Gabe Davis, not Brandon Bean, not anybody else. I think he has a disconnect with Ken Dorsey, and I think he has a disconnect with Adam Henry, who's just been here a couple months. Does he even has he even met Adam Henry? <laughs> like, has how many times has Dick's been in the building? I'm assuming he has to create this, but he maybe he wanted Chad Hall to stay. But there's nothing you can do about that, Diggs. Like that's the type of thing where there's so many coordinators moving and moving on. Maybe he wanted Dable. We all wanted Dable, but also half of us wanted Dable fired when he was struggling two years ago when they middle of that season and that disaster before they picked it up and went on a run and obviously we know what happened in the division around. So it's that type of thing. I think it's a Ken Dorsey. I think it's an Adam Henry problem. And I think it's going to be okay because they're going to get Diggs involved, but Diggs' snap share and Diggs' targets went down in that second half of the year. It did. And that's not just on Dorsey. That's also on Josh Allen as well. But Look, Diggs is going to be featured in this offense. He's going to have incredible numbers. So I think it's going to work out. Josh Allen even said, we're going to work it out. He needs to be better. We're going to get him back. Like, if Josh Allen, like, the one thing why we're still not still talking about this, because Diggs not coming, we still would have been talking about it. But let's say McDermott didn't say anything, just says he's not here today, gave like a bland answer, a boring answer, right? I still think we would be talking about it but we wouldn't be talking about it to this level because Allen said he's going to be back. And so did Miller and all that kind of stuff. And now we're bringing on the the founder of built in Buffalo, Dave Myers. How are we doing, Dave? Fellas. What's going on? Yeah. yeah I don't know how my camera. It's not on. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. Sounds yeah great. We got you brother. All right. So I'm going to put a different spin on this whole thing that I've been thinking about it for the past couple hours. So Diggs was in the building yesterday, right, for the medical portion. I don't know if they do physicals and whatever. He showed up today, apparently, before practice. And I guarantee what they do before the first day of mandatory training camp is hand them a playbook. Who says that he didn't look through the playbook and was like, you know what? Nothing's changed. See ya. 
And I'm not saying that's what happened, but think about it. He was clearly pissed at how he was being utilized down the stretch last year. 100%. We saw during the Browns game that he was telling McDermott, what is going on? Why am I not getting the ball? And if you could call him a diva, you could call him whatever you want. But if he's looking through the playbook, and, and just hear me out on this, if he's looking through the playbook and he's seeing that we're dialing up some of the same shit that we were dialing up last year, why did we bring in all these guys? Why did we draft Dalton Kincaid in the first round? Why did we go get yet guys like Deontay Hardy and Trent Sherfield? And why did we do all this stuff if we're not going to change our offensive structure? So, I mean, that's just something that kind of hit me. I was thinking about it maybe because there's no reason for him to go to the building, go to the team facilities, and then all of a sudden just decide, you know what, I'm done. And Unless there was an altercation with with a player or a coach or something crazy that we haven't heard about has happened. Um, yeah. But I, I just don't understand why he would go get a physical because at that point in time, if he was still upset, he didn't have to show up yesterday. Mm-mm. So I, I, I don't know. It's just it's just weird timing that he and his agent have both made it publicly known that I want to be here. Yeah. You know, it's so also that's, that's just my take. Where the McDermott concern comment come from? Like if you're the head coach, right? And your best offensive weapon outside of the quarterback position, it doesn't like what's going on, right? I would be, I would be concerned, right? Like you, McDermott taking over defense or the defensive side of the ball more this year, put a lot more trust into obviously Josh Allen, put a lot more trust into Ken Dorsey, and if his star receiver and one of the reasons the Bills are a Super Bowl contender is not happy with it, I would be concerned. Would I say it publicly? <laughs> Probably not, and that's probably the first misstep we've ever had from Sean McDermott in his was it five six years he's been here. Like, and we, a lot of Bills fans rip on him for not being like the greatest personality or not having like like saying all the things. Well, he finally was honest with you guys, and you, you don't like it. Like, you can't get both ways. He, he he's either honest with you or he lies to you. Yeah, I and think he, that he was honest um, with you, and people were mad. I think McDermott's just fed up with the bullshit. And I think, I would be too. like you said, I, I think that's the first time he spoke. I don't want to say he spoke out of turn, but that's the first time I think the emotions got the best of him because I don't think he helped the situation at all no. by saying, and, it was after, and like, we, we all, we all went into speculation, you know, Peter and me were on, on the spaces earlier on Twitter and we talked about what does I'm concerned mean? Does it mean something maybe in his personal life? But then things have rolled out since then saying that it's just, he's just not happy and McDermott's concerned. Okay, well, this should have been a time, looking back on all of it, having time to digest everything, this should have been a time where he should have said, we're going to keep this in-house, just kind of like what Josh was saying the whole time. And poor Josh Allen, man, he went through an 11-and-a-half-minute press conference and answered nothing but Stefan Diggs' questions. I didn't ask any... They didn't ask him any questions about his rapport with the new receivers. They didn't ask him how the offense looks different, how the line's holding up for him. You know, none of that stuff. And then Vaughn Miller, too. Like, I didn't watch all 20 minutes of Vaughn Miller's press conference, I did. but I did. the first 10 minutes of it, we're talking about Diggs. And they eventually Vaughn, got to Miller. They eventually yeah, got and him. it's like the first questions they should have asked him was, how's your rehab doing? Like, you're a, you're a bona fide Hall of Fame player. How, how are you rehabbing? When do you plan on playing? How does the how does the leg feel? But he had to answer the questions too. I just think I, I hope tomorrow that he shows up and I it, hopefully he gets in front of the media and it's going to be a circus. But maybe we can get somewhat past this and we can get some closure on on what in the heck is going on. I did hear that maybe, maybe Diggs is just oh, taking sorry. the pressure off of Josh Allen and 
just doesn't want Alan to have the girlfriend questions. So oh. Diggs is just creating a stir here so that nobody asks him about his new girlfriend. Nice, nice. Because I because this is this is <laughs> this is better than the, the Josh Allen girlfriend questions. I heard I read to her tomorrow that uh, Mitch Morse is probably going to speak. So he's a serious guy. He's one of the leaders, veteran veteran leaders on this team. I would be very intrigued to see because you know the first question. Oh, not how the wine's gelling. Oh, how's rookie Osiris Torrance? How's Conor McGregor? No, nobody's asking that, which I I, I would like to know eventually, but everyone's going to be, the first question is going to be like Diggs, Diggs situation. Why isn't Diggs here? Or maybe Diggs is here. I don't know. Like tomorrow's an eventful day. And if Diggs is here, does it get blown over the situation? I wouldn't say it completely gets blown over because we're still going to like, why well, wasn't here yesterday? There's still something wrong. But if Diggs, I would love for Diggs to show up in tomorrow or Wednesday and just go to the podium and say the right things and just get over with this. Yeah. Will he? I don't know. And somebody earlier in the comment section said, oh, I forgot who said it. Maybe it was Roy. Yeah, it was Roy at 8.15. They had four months to talk. That's the one thing that slightly, not slightly, but the one thing that also bothers me about the situation, like Josh Allen says, I needs to be better. Uh, we're going to have communication. So did Vaughn. My problem is, like, this communication should already been happening. Like, this should already been a thing. Like, we had so many months to get this to not make it a problem. But I guess it isn't, according to Vaughn Miller, because – he kept saying multiple times that minicamp, but he kept calling it OTAs. But minicamp meant nothing. He's like, it's minicamp, guys. It doesn't mean anything. Maybe it's just his opinion. He's been a veteran, but it means something for the rookies. And it also uh, means something for, I guess, new report. But I guess you don't need to do that with things. And before one, next year you go, this is something I found funny. They asked about Von Miller and how. There's young guys in the building. They didn't specifically name young guys in the building, but I'm assuming like Shakir, Cook, Kincaid, those type of guys. And they look to the veterans like Diggs as a leader. And they were asked Miller, what happens if you get asked about where's Diggs? And Miller says, mind your own business. <laughs> and just, I thought that was funny. Cause he's just like, yeah, doesn't matter. You do your thing. He'll be here. So I guess Diggs will be here eventually. The the one thing, you guys you guys remember OTAs when Josh was on the podium and obviously Diggs wasn't there and he was asked about you know Diggs not being there and stuff and he's like I'm focused on the players that are here um I, I don't know maybe that struck another nerve and you know Josh is just gonna say the right things all the time like today he handled it like a champ today like he was over like he was cursing and all kinds of stuff like he was being real with everyone but like Roy said like who cares what you guys are doing in the offseason if this is something that you're striving for trying to win a championship figure your shit out and make time to communicate meet up somewhere do whatever but this offseason's been really weird we haven't seen the typical Diggs and Allen bromance that we've seen the past three years that mm -hmm. that there it was it wasn't anywhere around either one of these guys. And when Stefan Diggs went on his Super Bowl radio row tour, he didn't mention the bills. He didn't, well, he did mention the bills, but he didn't mention Josh Allen. He didn't mention his production. None of it. The thing that really concerns me about the bills offense from last year is how good they were performing for the first until it got Josh getting injured. Okay, fine. But 
what happened with the play calling down the stretch? And that might be something that we need to start questioning Ken Dorsey. Like when games get tight and things get into crunch yeah. time, is he the guy that can adapt, adjust like Brian Dayball could and make make mismatches out there? So that's maybe where Diggs is concerned. You know, maybe we need to allow Josh to have some liberties with the offense in times like that. But just something to think about. Like there was game like watch the first eight games. The offense was completely different. The play calling was completely different. Um, and yes, I know Josh got injured against the Jets. And I believe it was week nine, but you know, they were just, it, the offense was running completely different. Play calling looked completely different. So I, I'm not sure what, yeah, but the, the quick hitters that we were successful at would be easier on his arm than the deep balls he was trying to wait for. So it just seems to be exactly. like, it doesn't make any sense. And I think that, you know, Dorsey has to get Diggs involved. He's got to be able to just throw the guy a screen. I mean, that's just un, inexcusable to have that long of a time go by without Stefan Diggs touching the football. I just, I, I never seen it before on another team where, and I, you know, you watch a lot of fantasy football and you watch your guys, you know, going through different quarters and say, okay, you know, he had one reception for six yards this quarter, but you know, maybe they're working through some things and they're going to get to his package in the second or third and those kind of things, but it just, it never materializes. And and it's not just one game. It's happened multiple times in a season. So the one thing I want to move on to a little bit is where do we go from here? Because he's doing this now and Trey brings up a good point. How, how often is he going to be having these issues? I mean, is it something that they're going to be able to squash right now in the offseason, or is this going to carry on? I mean, I know he was frustrated at the guys, and they kind of explained this away. So I, just a little segue on on how Diggs getting upset happened last year. You know, after the first drive went by against Cincinnati, and then you saw Stephon Diggs on the sideline and his antics against Josh Allen and things, they've come out and already said the team was not playing up to their – ability people just weren't in it and they and Diggs could tell because Diggs said we put in all the work to get here and now we're here and we don't have anything left come on like I got stuff left let's go let's do this and nobody really wanted to go with him or nobody had the ability capacity whatever you want to call it because of everything that's gone on last season they just couldn't pull it together and Diggs is like look man we gotta go and nobody was going I also think I like the question Trey brings and Trey's active in the comment section. That's awesome. And I think the thing when it comes to like, could it happen in the season? It, I don't think it would happen publicly. Right? Like we see people get mad at each other on the sideline before it happens. Right? Like it happens. Like we've seen it before. Uh, it doesn't always end well, but I don't think if Diggs reports back, right? I don't think, this happens again publicly. I'm not saying there won't be after week four and Diggs gets three catches and he's mad in the locker room. That's not, and we don't know about that, but I don't think it happens again publicly. I think there's too many veterans on this team. I think we got, you have a Von Miller, you have a Micah Hyde, you have a Matt Milano, you have a Jordan Poirier, you have a Mitch Morris. Like you have too many veterans on this team for, in my opinion, for this to happen again. I don't think it does. It doesn't mean we won't see after week four, Diggs has four catches, a cryptic Instagram post. 
or we won't see where where it might mean nothing or it might mean something and you just have to move on and go to week five and we'll see where the offense goes to the next week or what happens in the locker room. I don't know if we see it again publicly if he comes back. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think when he comes back, I think the offense might change a little. I honestly think the offense will change. And I get where Dave was coming, Dave, where you were coming. Your point was that maybe he saw the playbook today and nothing changed and he left. I also think he maybe got in the playbook a couple weeks ago and maybe already knows, like that type of thing. And we're all speculating here. That's a very valid point and then 100% could be right. I don't know if it is. I just think it's one of those things where he is a little bit disconnected with Ken Dorsey, a little bit disconnected with Adam Henry, doesn't like how he was used in the second half. And Dave, you Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I'd be right. Maybe he saw the offensive playbook and nothing changed. I got a couple, I got a couple points before you guys move on because then I'm going to get out of here. And let you guys uh, let you guys take back your show. Um, a couple things about Diggs because a lot of people are saying that he's selfish and he just wants his targets and his numbers and his accolades. The first person that was very outspoken after the Bills divisional game against the Chiefs and seeing what Gabriel Davis did was Stefan Diggs because everybody was dogging him for having three receptions. And he said, you know, did you see what my boy did? He put up 200 yards mm-hmm. and four touchdowns. And I think he just, he's to the point in his career. I think this is his ninth season. He's to the point where he wants to win. He just wants to win it all. Like he's getting to the point where he's in his thirties. He's not getting any younger. This is probably his last big contract. He wants to win. He wants to stamp his name and put his name up there with the greatest of all time to play at the wide receiver position. Um, And then another thing I was thinking about with Ken Dorsey is I absolutely believe that Brandon Bean has put Ken Dorsey in. This is like, okay, you have no more excuses. We went against everything we've done for the last five years. As far as our off season, we've given you everything you need to get financially that we could afford draft capital wise that you could use. You need to make it work. Because I guarantee that Brandon Bean heard all the rumblings from everybody in that locker room and everybody on the coaching staff that we don't have enough to be successful. The offensive line isn't good enough. We don't have enough weapons, blah, blah, blah. We hear that every year, right? So Brandon Bean went 90% offense up until you know a couple weeks ago when they made some defensive signings. But, I mean, there's no reason why this Bills offense can't click on all cylinders and put up 40 points on anybody with the weapons that they've that they've brought in with via the draft and through free agency. So I, I think someone's putting somebody on blast and saying, look, you need to perform this year on top of the fact that we have a wide receiver who's not happy about his target share and how the offense is being run. So other Dave, than that, I'm, I'm going to head out because Dave, I, they, I they want more of you. Dave. Back. What's Dave, that? They want more of you. <laughs> when, when you when you coming back, man? Uh, soon I'm coming back for good for uh, very soon. So July is when I'll, you'll see me all the time. You'll actually see my face in July. So, um, but I'll let you guys have oh, your show man. back. I just saw that, uh, the bills unfollowed Diggs on Instagram. I'm going, I was going to check that right now. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. I'm going, I, I saw it on Twitter. I'm going to check that right now. Oh my God. I hate this so much. Stefan Diggs. 
Yeah, the Bills don't follow Diggs on Twitter, Instagram anymore. That's interesting. Like, really? Like, really? Like, that was necessary? Who, like, who, who, that was, like, that was, like, that was really necessary. Maybe the person hit the wrong button. Who the heck? That person (laughs) better be fired. No offense to that person. I'm not calling for his job here, but my God, even if you are mad at Diggs, Brandon Bean's not like, oh, let's go unfollow Stefan Diggs on Instagram. I don't think Brandon Bean gives two hoots about following someone on Instagram. It's just some Dumbo hitting unfollow. So thank you for making Twitter be more annoying for the rest of the night. So who's looking forward to that? Roy Collins, Lance, you know the official president of Built in Buffalo. Do we have permission to do an emergency podcast if Diggs shows up tomorrow? Absolutely, yeah. Definitely definitely an emergency Twitter space. If you guys are on Twitter, we did a Twitter space around, uh, was it 1230 Eastern time today? And it was like 45 minutes. So we'll definitely do another Twitter space tomorrow to break it down. And you guys can chime in with your voice on Twitter space. Just request to speak, and I'll let you speak. Or whoever's doing will let you speak. What's up? How are you doing, my man? Appreciate you stopping by. Ah, Roy doesn't like Twitter. I knew Roy was going to like Twitter. I knew. See, I don't like Instagram. So I I don't, you know, I just made a, I literally made an Instagram to follow the DeAndre Hopkins stuff because he was posting everything on there and I wanted to see it. And I wanted to see the story for myself with the Buffalo Soldier. So I created an Instagram. I use it very rarely. I don't even really know how to use it, but mm-hmm. I, I don't enjoy it when I'm on there. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more of a Twitter guy, Roy. Me so, too. you know, but um, well, it was I, funny. I was talking to a guy at work today mm-hmm. who uses Instagram almost exclusively. It doesn't have Facebook or Twitter. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't use Facebook really. Yeah. I guess nobody does. I used no, right, to Facebook. That's how we do it. <laughs> I like Twitter. I'm a Twitter guy. Uh, Lance, where else do you want to go in this dick situation? I do know social media. YouTube is the exception. Roy, I knew you were coming with no social media, Roy. I saw that coming, Roy. Uh, ah. Trying to figure where to go. That's uh, pretty interesting that the Bills, uh, social media people would think that it would be a good idea. Whatever reason. That has to be the worst. I'm trying to string this thing along in the media. So is it like what are we doing? coming of the bickering bills here? Is that what they're trying to? Like, what are we doing here? Like, why are we unfollowing Stefan Diggs on Instagram? Are we, are we like serious here with this stuff? Neil's right. That's stupid childish shit. Like, that's stupid. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, and this is not a bean or a Dermot. I'm going to go to a and say Dermot does not run the Instagram page. So, or have any control. I don't think Sean McDermott has social media. There's no way Sean McDermott has social media, knowing that guy. But why are we on? Why are we trying to make this more than not saying it has to be? Because it, it is a legit story and it is something that we've been talking about and people have been talking about all day. Why are we adding the social media aspect? Because that just makes it way worse. Lance, who's the big dog you think in Stefan Diggs's tweet, that Instagram post? I've, I've my opinion who the big dog is. Do you have an idea? I don't know. I mean, it's ready. It's got to be McDermott or no. no. Who you got? Big dog is the media and the fans. Yeah, that's the big dog because he sees all the shots 
that are that people are taking at him today. And they're capping, according to him. Even Von Miller said it today in his press conference. All the things that are being said about Stefan Diggs on social media are not true. Say that so, again. What? Say that again. All the things that Von, Von Miller today in his press conference said, all the things that are being said about Stefan Diggs via social media is not true. So yeah. I think the big dog is us. Not us I think personally. so too. Yeah, it's a, it's a general. You it's know, the general public hey. of content creators, media people, fans. There's also another situation here where Lance, there's no there's no room for him to move, right? Like there's this is not a situation in other people not going to minicamp where it's contract related, like Chris Jones or Quinn and Williams, where I'm not saying they're trading Chris Jones or Quinn Williams, but they want more money. They want a contract extension. Most of the time, it's either holding out for a trade or holding out for a contract extension. Neither of those two are going to happen. Neither neither of those two can happen. So, like, wait, like, Lance, where do we go from here, right? Like, where, when do you start getting concerned about Diggs? Because minicamp right, ends. Like, if he's not here tomorrow, able to answer. If he's not able to get on, get in the building tomorrow speak with the media or at least just be there i don't really care just be there uh be with your teammates be a leader because i'm not saying he's not a leader i'm just saying like you know you're you're now required to be there so now it's time to you know step up and put all the things aside and be there for your teammates you know and that's kind of what he was asking his teammates to do for him in the uh, Cincinnati game, and he's got to go there and, and now do it and be there for his teammates. And I think it's yeah. it is what it is uh, in the, in the sense that what what happened in the past has happened. But he has to get in the building, and you know, I like the point that we were talking about earlier is that like, hey, you know, Allen and and Von Miller were consulted for certain things because they were there they've been around yeah. all year around and he goes and he's got his stuff and that's no knock on him he's doing his thing his way he's he didn't have to OTAs. yeah you know yeah he's doing his thing but you can't necessarily be away for so long and then want to be you know close-knit and be able to be have that superstar treatment necessarily for for things you know yeah people got phones and everything they can they can pick it up and call you and get your advice. But, you know, I think if you're not, um, if you're not around as much, you know, and they've got other guys who are there, uh, you know, out of sight, out of mind, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily the case or not, but I just, it seems like there is a disconnect somewhere and it's, you know, obviously with it, for me, it seems to be with the coaching staff and it is way. I don't think it's McDermott. He doesn't, yeah, I don't know. I, I, think, I don't well, know. Obviously. I also, this is not, I don't know if Diggs cares about this at all, but you made Josh Allen and you made Von Miller defend you today. They defended you. They did a great job defending you, but you put them on a spot where every single thing they said today in the press conference was going to be dissected and was going to be used by every single content creating network and every single media outlet. And you made them speak as correctly as they had to. They could not have slipped. They cannot slip up on this. 
Like this isn't thing they cannot slip up. And you made them do that because you are not here. I've been defending Diggs this whole time, and I defended Diggs today. But the one thing that really bothers me is that you're putting your teammates on an island. You know how you like to put corners on an island or corners can't guard you on an island? You're putting your teammates on an island. You're making them answer for you. You are a grown man, and you are making other grown men answer your questions. Tomorrow, it's if he doesn't show up, it's going to be the same damn thing. Mitch Morse is going to have to talk. There's going to be other players, and it's the same thing. Look, I've defended Diggs. I think Diggs is going to be back. Diggs has been great for the Bills. The one gripe I have with him is that Josh Allen sat in his press conference for 11 minutes and did not get asked a single question about Deontay Hardy or Trent Sherfield or Dalton Kincaid. How's James Cook progressing? What's it like playing Damian Harris? How's the offense working? How's the O-line gelling? How are you doing? Nobody like, how are you doing off the UCL injury? No, Von Miller, same thing, shows up to his press conference and says, and they ask him for 10, 15 minutes about Diggs. And he does everything correctly and how he defends Diggs and how he says it because he's his teammate and they know how important Diggs is to this team. And then he finally gets asked. And if you go back, you can go on the Bills Twitter and you can see his smile on his face when they ask him about his rehab and him getting back on the field. But you made your two teammates defend you because you don't want to speak up about why you weren't here. You were in the building this morning. Look, Diggs, I'm on for you. We need you on this team. We all know Josh Allen knows knows this. Sean McDermott knows that. That's why he's concerned. Von Miller knows this. But you better show up and you better start speaking to the media. Like, you have to. You cannot make your teammates keep speaking out. How many times has Josh Allen been asked about Stefan Diggs? Yeah. And he keeps giving the same answer. He keeps defending him because he has to. And I think he – no, but I also think he generally wants to defend him. I'm not saying oh, he doesn't sure, want yeah. to defend him. I mean, that's – he's not lying. I mean, that's but his I just guy. Feel like, but he, Josh Allen knows. You say one wrong thing, the McDermott thing happens again. Like, Josh Allen almost slipped today. He was kind of slipped on the Ken Dorsey kind of coaching staff thing, and that's where that kind of started circulating here. So, yeah, Roy yeah. Diggs was the was the only one. Uh, yeah, he's the only one that didn't show up. Well, he did show. He did show he was up there at some point. Yeah. He was there yesterday, and he was there this morning. Lance, what is this? A what was the last time that something happened like this for the Bills? Ever. In my lifetime, I don't remember this. Yeah, I don't. I don't really either. I mean, I know they had. You know, Kelly obviously didn't want to come here and yes, things like that. that and there was some, you know, and then there was uh, the bickering bills. You know, things like that. But you know, I don't think it was guys. You know, being in the building, and and now there wasn't social media yeah. and there wasn't the coverage yeah. that there is now um, to that extent. But um, but yeah, you know, we there was some. Some stuff going on in the in the early '90s with these guys. I think that um, you know everyone had had their wish list, had their their egos, and and they wanted to um, get what they rightfully thought was theirs. And now the the thing is with Diggs, the the weirdest thing, right? Too is just like this isn't even about money. There's no way it's about money. His contract's set. He's 
He's making he's like twenty four million this year. Yeah, he's taking no, no. care of. There's no doubt in he's my signing mind. Signing a twenty four million dollar signing bonus. You know, he's so passionate, and I think people just don't understand that fire that you have to have to be an elite athlete. And I think that, um, you know, he just he goes about it that way. He obviously he feels disrespected in some way, shape, or form. And I, you know, like we said, McDermott didn't help anything by what he, by his comments. But at the end of the day, you got to come now tomorrow and answer these questions yourself because the, you know, the player, the other players that are going to be in front of the media tomorrow you know, should be talking about their other teammates and mm-hmm. their roles and, and how the whole team is going to move forward and, and try to win a championship this year. Mitch Morse tomorrow should be talking about how is it playing next to rookie Osiris Torrance, who was a second-round pick this year, who has a ton of expectations. How is it playing next to, on the other side, Connor McGovern, who has a ton of expectations. What is the role for Ryan Bates? How are you doing coming off a concussion? Like, that type of thing. Nope. Diggs, 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 and I get it. I, if I was there, I would be asking about things. You kind of have to, right? Like, there's, yeah, there's nothing. No, as a media member, there's nothing you can do. You got it because someone else is going to ask if you don't ask. It's just going. It's that way, and it's going to happen. But the point is that you shouldn't have to ask. This shouldn't be a conversation anymore. It's frustrating. It's annoying. It's one of those things where you're just like, it's not about money. It, it's just over and over again with these questions. Like, you got to go to the podium, Diggs, and you got to set the record straight. Well, I also don't think. Who said it? Who just said it? I missed the comment. Uh, uh, if things blows up, if this thing blows up more, McDermott needs to be looked at of a possibly losing team respect. Ken Dorsey better step up. Well, I think Ken Dorsey has the most respect in that locker room outside of Josh Allen, in my opinion. I don't think Poyer comes back if he doesn't respect McDermott. Von Miller doesn't sign a year and a half ago if he doesn't respect Sean McDermott. Like, Sean McDermott's we we you, people can knock about him. It is lack of playoff success or getting past. You said the, Ken Dorsey was next to Josh Allen. Did you mean Sean McDermott? About respect mean? in the locker room. You said no, I mean Ken Sean Dorsey McDerm- has. To say, okay, Sean McDermott has respect. The respect from the. He also says about McDermott losing the team respect. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. I think McDermott has a ton of respect in this locker room. I think McDermott's generally concerned because he knows how important Stefan Diggs is to this team. The other side is Ken Dorsey is a little different. I don't think Ken Dorsey has the respect yet, and he hasn't earned the respect yet. That offense still scored 30 points per game. I think we do forget that, but Diggs wants the ball, and he needs the ball 100%. Look, you keep t- like I keep trying to speak out loud here, and I keep like going back and forth because there's so many different avenues we can go with this. It's crazy. <sighs> Roy's right. I wish I had problems with those multi-millionaires. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, but it's their job, man, and they're just trying to do the best they can to position mm-hmm. themselves for their position on this football team and their career. So I think that I get it, you know, um, but you know what? Like at my job, I had to, you know, make certain things happen too. You know, people would probably not mind, um, you know, having what I have, but I. it's just at the end of the day, you got to look at, like what his job is and that's you know he wants to win a championship i get it like i understand you know he's getting paid to play a game and this stuff but to him it's more than that it's life you know it's you know football is life and and he wants to be the best he wants to win the championship and i don't think 
that uh, we're really getting. He's really getting what he wants out of the team. So, Lance, I'm going to ask you. Does Steph, I'm putting you on the spot. Does Stefan Diggs show up tomorrow? Wednesday. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Yeah, tomorrow's Wednesday. I hope so. That's a, that's a cop out. <laughs> that's a cop out. All right. I'll say yes. What do you got? No. Well, he said it. he was going to be there. He didn't say he was going to practice. But he said oh, shoot. Yeah, but okay. So, right. Like, let's say he shows up. We say he's in the building. They ask Mitch Morse. They ask McDermott. Whoever speaks tomorrow, right? Is he in the building? Yeah. He doesn't practice. Like, what do we do with that information? It's a step in the right direction, a thousand right. percent. But it's one of those things you're just like, well, why aren't you practicing? Look, I would love to see tomorrow that Bill's Instagram page. Take a picture of Diggs walking. The thing is, he walked in the building today. Did they have? Did they have a picture of him today? Didn't see it. No, I know you didn't see any. But did they take a picture of him walking in the building today? Who knows? One of those things. I would, and I love how the Daquan people thought Daquan Jones was Stephon Diggs. At <laughs> first, when I saw him scootering. Scootering in with the helmet on and you couldn't see the face. I'm like, oh yeah, this might be Diggs. This is such a Diggs type of thing to do. Yeah, but then it was obviously not. It was Daquan Jones. It was just the kind of thing like Diggs walks and like walks in with like a mask or something like that. I don't know. This is one of those things where it's kind of wait and see. People have their opinions. People are not going to shy away from their opinions. Look, if Diggs shows up tomorrow, Twitter space tomorrow, guys. You better hop in if you're on social media, Roy. I'm sorry, man. Maybe we'll do a podcast because I don't think we have a show tomorrow night, do we? No. No, so maybe we'll do a late night show. Ah, We'll figure it out. Uh, But look, this is the type of thing where it's not going to go away until he shows up, until he speaks to the media. I don't even need him to practice right away. I just want him to get in front of a podium, and I want to see what he says, and I want to hear what he says because then it might change our views one way or the other. Lance, Dalton Kincaid today. Let's talk some positives here, right? Let's let's be a little happy. We have a couple minutes left in this program, and if you guys did miss this episode, as always, you can rewatch on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Make sure you like. If you prefer the podcast version, you can listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Comes out tomorrow morning. But Dalton Kincaid had a great play today. I think he caught a ball in between Demar Hamlin and I forgot the other person, but. Von Miller was kind of glowing about how good Dalton Kincaid was and how he versatile in the offense. I also read that Deontay Hardy has looked extremely good. And I also read that Cole Shakir looks had a touchdown today. So some of the other weapons are kind of showing out at this point without Diggs being there. So I'm assuming it's a good thing that Kincaid is having a good start to minicamp. Yeah. I mean, that's the best you could ask for, right? Just uh, keep, making positive plays and, and positive progress in this offense during the off season. And then, um, you know, we'll see what happens. So ho- hopefully that translates then into the regular season and we can, um, we can, get, you know, get, get this team to win a fucking Super Bowl, man. I, just, <laughs> I really think that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just like at this point, it's kind of like we got to figure something out because if we're not going to win the Super Bowl this year, it seems like things could, uh, yeah, get com- you know, could combust at the end of at the end of the season. 
and it's it's already Ooh. kind of you know coming to a head and i think that you know just comes uh that much closer if, if we can't get things to, to click this year we talked about this last week chris uh christopher on our show but yeah we both because we I think we had a show the day after Leonard Floyd was signed or the day of Leonard Floyd was signed. I think it was the day after last Tuesday, but we all, Leonard Floyd, major impact. He, they, Von Miller talked about that, how he has Super Bowl experience. He's winning a Super Bowl experience. And it's like being, this is from Von Miller, but it's like being a doctor. You have that MD next to you. You have that Super Bowl written next to Leonard Floyd. He's bringing in an incredible defensive end. And we talked about it two weeks ago of Ryan Talbot, and Ryan Talbot brought it up, and both Lance and I's eyes kind of lit up, and we kind of we're like that's not a bad option there. And look, he sides right in behind Vaughn and right behind Greg. And with Vaughn maybe playing week one, maybe not, and we'll know more as the weeks go on here. It just gives another added boost to this defensive end. You also mentioned Puna uh defensive line, but you also mentioned Puna Ford. This defensive line is the best we've seen in five, six. Like this is an incredible an incredibly deep defensive line for the Bills right now. We're talking about Rousseau, Von Miller, Ford, uh, Ford, not Ford, uh, Leonard Floyd off the edge. You also Basham, Bonanza, and Shaq Lawson. There's going to be a huge battle there who fills in the roster spot. And then up the middle, you have Daquan Jones, you have Ed Oliver, Puna Ford, Jordan Phillips, and Tim Sell. Like this defensive line healthy is really good. And it's probably the best they've had in a while. So bringing in Leonard Floyd and bringing in Puna Ford was two of the biggest acquisitions they've made in years. Like this, These are impact starters and impact players right away. So Leonard Floyd, a massive, massive uh, signing. Back-to-back years, over nine sacks. We'll take that in a heartbeat. If you can give oh, even six to seven sacks because how deep this defensive line can be. Lance, I know you liked Leonard Floyd. I know you'll... Yeah, I'm really excited about Leonard Floyd coming in. I... I really want to see him play, obviously, with Von Miller, and and we'll just touch on Von real quick too while we're at it. Um, yeah. You know, he said he's he's basically healed in his knee, and that he's just got to get comfortable um, working his, you know, working on his knee, and then you know, using um, those muscles again and all that. So I think that um, you know Leonard Floyd with with Von Miller. We have Rousseau could kick in there too. And, and just like, if you had a Floyd Rousseau, Oliver Miller rush going at people, I mean, that's going to be pretty daunting. We'll get some questions. We'll get the questions and then we'll get out of here. The biggest question is Diggs tradable and who can we get from Diggs? Does yeah. Diggs not tradable. I don't know. I'm not, I don't have to read the whole question. Diggs is not tradable. His contract's not tradable. Uh, the money in his contract's not tradable. He's not tradable. He's not going anywhere. He's a Buffalo Bill or bust. He can't be traded. So I don't even think Lance, you need even to comment on that. He can't be traded. Nope. Cody Lee, man, we talked about this for like 15 minutes. No, I'm joking. If you missed this episode, we're about to end in a couple minutes. But if you missed the episode, you can rewatch on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. You're on Facebook, so rewatch on Facebook. And if you prefer the podcast version, Cody, you can listen tomorrow morning on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We're on 58 minutes right now. 50 minutes of it, it's been Diggs. We've just been deep diving with Stefan Diggs. Founder Bill Buffalo came on for about 20 minutes. Dave Myers. So if you want to go back and re-watch it, that'd be awesome. And we talk about Diggs. And we'll be all day we'll long. Middle linebacker battle, more of a training camp battle. I'm assuming, yeah, McDermott touched on that. Uh, where I wrote on my notes. 
Let's see. You see, I, I just kind of briefly wrote it down. It's a great battle at middle linebacker. Talking about Dodson, Klein, Bernard, uh, and Dorian Williams. So it's going to be a while, in my opinion, before we get, I guess, clarity on who the middle linebacker is going to be. I think I think it's a two-horse race between Dorian Williams and Tyrell Dodson, but what do I know? And I think that Dorian Williams, by the end of the year, maybe even earlier, will take over the middle linebacker role if he doesn't win it outright in camp. I think you know a lot, to be honest with you. So that's why I love uh, having a podcast with you. So if you haven't done so yet, guys, hit the like and the share, please, and subscribe to our channel. I think Dorian Williams is going to have that inside track to the middle linebacker. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You said, what do I know? That's what you said. And I said, you know a lot. So that's my comment. I don't want this. I don't want this. Do you want this? This is bad for everybody in this situation. Doesn't get his money because it's not fully guaranteed because it's an NFL contract. Doesn't get his money. We we're, we're a worse team. We take a step back. This is just a bad situation. No, I don't want to hear comedian Mo Brown. Get the fuck out of here, man. I think Greg Rousseau is going to have a monster with all those on the D line. I think Lance and I have talked about this a couple times. How good I think Greg Rousseau is going to be in year three. And I think he was really good in year two before that ankle injury. So he was on pace for double digit sacks, one hundred percent before that ankle injury. So. Lance, what is your sack production, you think, for Gregory Rousseau? I'm, I'm thinking like 10 and a half. I think that's what he gets to. I think he gets to 13. Oh, I, I hope you're right. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. I'm picking a number. I hope he gets there. Whatever. hope he gets to <laughs> uh, Anything else before we get out of here? No. Uh, you know, we appreciate it, as always, everyone tuning in. Um, like, oh, yeah. share, subscribe to the new YouTube channel. Um, We've got over a thousand subscribers, and I have too many jerseys, Roy. Uh, I think that um, I probably have a little bit of an issue, but uh, they're cool. Here nor there. <laughs> um, I've got it's plenty good. hanging up just to the right of me here, and then a full closet upstairs. So, want to see this? Do you hope Torrance wins? I think Torrance wins. I don't think I hope he wins the starting job at right guard. Yeah, it's going to be hard, dude. For him uh, not to win the guard job. And one of the guard jobs. I think it's the right guard position, I think. I want to see exactly where they have him. And I think McGovern wins the left guard. And then they use Bates as that. Versatile could play tackle. They don't really want him. But if we really had to, could play tackle. But that backup guard and the backup center. Yeah, I like having Bates in that swing role. I think it'll be really good for him. I think it just, mm-hmm. you know, even if someone... My biggest thing is, like, what if Torrance is the starter, right? But... You know, he's going along, not having his best game, whatever it could be, you know, needs a breath, throw in Bates for a series, see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Come back off the field, Bates and Torrance talk, see what's happening. Maybe Torrance goes back in, try something. You know, you can do those kind of things when you have uh, a guy like Bates, you know, as as your like utility swing guy on the offensive line. Um, And, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility for them to rotate guards. I think that that's something that they will absolutely try to do. They love rotations. And if they have a chance at having a rotation, uh, any position outside a quarterback, they will absolutely try to do it. Maybe left tackle. (laughs) Before we get out of here, Lance, tell everyone about our sponsorship. Yeah, we're sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. Uh, promo code blitz when you sign up gets you a deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Uh, 
perfect time to get in. They're drafting best ball drafts for the NFL season. They got baseball on there. Uh, tennis. I won, I won a nice tennis one the other day. You know, you can, uh, you can do so many di- different things on the daily fantasy app, you know, play for a day, then get your money and you don't have to worry about a season long fantasy. So go on there, sign up with promo code blitz, get into the many different fantasy apps. They have, they have a great pick them game where you can uh, choose higher or lower on a player stat and uh, put together an entry um, with five up to five picks. And then, you know, as the games happen that night, you can get paid out instantly into your PayPal account or set up a uh, cash out. So be sure to visit underdogfantasy.com or download the underdog fantasy app and use promo code blitz at sign up. Appreciate everyone coming in. We had a t- I'm scrolling through every single comment, probably over 70, 80 comments here on Facebook and on YouTube. A lot of YouTube comments. We like to see that. As always, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Facebook just hit 100K, so keep subscribing, following on Facebook. Keep commenting, keep liking, keep sharing. If you're on Twitter, follow, retweet, all that fun stuff. Use promo code BLITZ at Underdog Fantasy. They'll match your deposit up to $100, minimum of $10. We'll be back next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. As always, if you missed this episode, you can rewatch it on Facebook YouTube or Twitter. And if you prefer the podcast version, audio version, tomorrow morning it comes out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Are we still talking about digs next week? We'll find out. But Lance and I will be back next week at 8 p.m. breaking down more Bill's mini camp. Is the dig situation resolved? All that fun stuff. But as always, have a good night. This was the Buffalo Blitz and go Bills. Go Bills. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.